I'm Holly. And I'm Brian. And this is the Mayban Podcast. Welcome back to the Mayban Podcast. I'm Holly. And I'm Brian. And today we have a special guest with us. His name is Jason Hewlett, and he is the author of this book, The Promise to the One. Very so cool. it's nice to meet you, Jason. It's good to be here. Yeah. I took my shoes off. Yeah, he's, he's I'm in your beautiful place. <laughs> what a deal to be here with you We guys. had to make him put his sweats on just for you guys. Uh, yeah. So. <laughs> it's a beautiful place, a beautiful yeah. day. Thanks for having yeah. me on. Yeah, uh, thank, thank you for coming. Yeah, thank you for coming. I'm I'm super excited. Like I I don't um, we never met before today, but I looked I took a look at your Instagram and your website and saw a little bit of what you're about. I mean, this book, The Promise to the One, and The Promise to the One is your own promise, right? Your promise to yourself, so your life's purpose. That's right, yeah. A lot of people are confused by that, so we may be changing the cover and even the title, but The Promise to the One, a lot of people see it and they go, oh, is that the promise to God or is that somebody else? And I say, well, it could be, but it's really the promise to yourself Mm -hmm. because we so often promise things to the people we work for or yeah. the, you know, the companies that we work with or our people on our team at work and even in our family. And so I think the one that gets left behind the most is us. Yeah. I would agree with that. You know? So how long ago did you write the book again? Well, I wrote that in 2019. It was okay. published in 2020, right in the middle of the pandemic. That it was very a bad cool. time to <laughs> it launch was a bad time. I would have thought it would be a good because everybody's <laughs> was, at home. Yeah. It was not good because That's the awesome. market for me is I'm a corporate speaker. So I oh. go around to corporate events push as the, the keynoter and I push the book. Gotcha. You want them to buy 10,000 at a time for their people. It all fell apart. So it was a rough launch for it. But we still have sold plenty and starting to pick up a little bit more. Yeah, now. there's Good. still but there's still plenty left on Amazon. Yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. Lots on Amazon. <laughs> but no, it's uh, I wrote that in 2019, published 2020. Really happy with how it turned out. In fact, we even made a video version of the book. Oh wow, that's cool. So then people could watch like some of my life history because there's a lot of stories I share about my life in there. And where Very do you cool. have the video version? You know, I just have it for people that say, hey, I'd love to see some of that. And so I'll send them a clip and if they want it, they can Okay, so it's not up on YouTube? It's not not really, just one chapter, just so people can be like, oh, that looks cool. I just don't know how many people would want to watch six hours worth of a video book. (laughs) Maybe someday it'll (laughs) be a a thing. I think it might be a genre someday, but not right now. Audible. Audible's where Audible. everybody really that's where likes. that's yeah. where I go. I always on Audible. And so how this this is the first book you've ever written? No, actually, I've written a few oh, others. I, okay. I wrote a book called Signature Moves: How to Stand Out in a Sit Down World. Okay, and you know just a couple of variations on that book, and and now the Promise to the One. I'm working on a couple other variations of the Promise to the Family, the Promise to uh, the Team, oh, nice. other things like that. So very cool. Those will be coming soon. So I'm thinking I'll come back to the book in a little bit, but how, what would you consider like your job? I know you said you're a corporate speaker, um, just for anybody that doesn't really know, like, what is your, like, what do you do? Yeah. So for a living, I get to go around the world and speak to corporations that have those big events where they bring either hundreds of executives or thousands of employees in, as well as associations and big education groups. I get to speak to them. So usually they would hire a famous person or, a, you know, a, 
uh, I don't know, somebody who's done some Olympic something, when they don't have that much money, they bring me in. <laughs> hey, hey, nothing wrong with that. <laughs> and it's been a great way to make a living. I've been doing that for about a decade as a keynote speaker. Before that, I was more of an entertainer, and so we can talk about that too. But I've been, I, I implement entertainment and comedy and storytelling and this message of the promise into a keynote that's not just me standing up there reciting some monologue I've memorized. It's kind of more of an interactive experience. So well, right. I think that's the best way for people to learn, right? Is through humor and yeah. and interactive experiences. Yeah, it's quite fun. People are pretty surprised. At least the audience is. They're like, oh, I I thought this was going to be a boring speech. And then I'm up there, you know, singing and dancing. And they're like, yeah, is this a speech? Yeah. So maybe we need to hire him to come help us with our kids, you know, since we all work together go. as a family. Oh, there you there go. You we'll you just have you come entertain our kids. And we'll leave. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, I, I wish I was a better entertainer for children. I used to be better. I think once you hit dad age, like dad of teenagers age, yeah. The kids just kind of go, okay, stay yep. away from me till you're the grandpa age again. Yeah. Until you <laughs> can help me out. Until you can help me out. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, no, but I, I would love to, I'd love to meet your family. It sounds like a fun group. In fact, I see a hand coming through the yeah, door. Yeah, that's, that's got, that's one of them. They're down in prison. They're in the basement jail. <laughs> They're all hiding. They're knocking on the door. Yeah. Can we come in? Yeah, that's anyway, what we get to do. I love them. it. What a fun family. Fun stuff. So I'm curious, since it's the promise to the one in fulfilling your life's purpose, what is your promise to yourself? This is right up Holly's alley. Like my promise to stuff. myself. So my promise to myself is to bring joy to every situation. And I like to say that a promise is the highest level of engagement we commit to in any experience. So it's not just a matter of thinking to myself, okay, I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to be my best self today. It's more like a promise that I say it's a non-negotiable. I'm just going to have joy throughout the day spread joy wherever i go whether people like it or not so and is it, sorry is this <laughs> like, is this a learned trait i mean or oh, are you sure. just a happy person well i think i am naturally a happy guy mm -hmm. but i think throughout life as the hard times come we can become more negative and yeah. so having that mantra or what i call it a promise proclamation to ourselves is to say my promise proclamation is that i'm going to spread joy in every interaction with people and so if I get a call from a client and it's a very miserable situation, I'm going to do all I can to lift that up. Uh, if I have some encounter on the road while I'm driving and I can see some guy ready to drive me off the road, Probably you know, me. We, have a, we have a choice, don't we? <laughs> we have a choice in that moment on how we respond. Yeah. Or I can think, how can I spread joy to that angry fellow right now? Mm. And, and can I let him in? Can I back off and let him pull in if that's what he needs? Uh, it's an interesting way to live. It's more of a philosophy of aspiration. Yeah. And uh, it, it really drives me every single day to be my best. So, mm. so. That's very cool. Like I've come to the, I think I've even talked about this on the podcast. Like, cause I've always, for the past several years, I'm like, I, my, my life needs purpose. I need meaning. So I've got to this point where I have accepted that I can bring joy to kids' lives, right? So through our through our videos, we create funny stuff, and it's kind of goofy. But I'm like, okay, I'm I'm bringing joy to kids, right? And so I'm I'm, I'm I love that idea of being that my life's purpose. But I'm not like a naturally happy person, so it's really hard for me to be you know, super happy. And I mean, she's probably laughing inside because it's, it's just, it's not 
really who I am. Like I'm a happy guy, but it's well, just. Well, you're a happy guy and you, you like tell jokes a lot and you have a lot of humor and your humor and jokes can be done in a negative way. Yeah. I think. <laughs> sarcastic <laughs> way. There you go. That's a good way to put it. I'm very sarcastic. But it, so I would love, I would love to find somebody that could talk to me, say, and teach me how to be full of joy. Interesting. All well, the that, time. Yeah, that's cool. And I appreciate that you had acknowledged that about yourself. But, you know, if it's not a natural incl inclination or something, then it's not something necessarily that you have to really aspire to. For example, if you're sitting there thinking uh, the promise of spreading joy doesn't work for me. Well, that's just mine I came up with for me. Mm -hmm. So. My, mine would not be the promise to solve every solution. Yeah. You know, it's, I'm just not a great problem solver. <laughs> the, the promise to be good at math, like yeah. <laughs> it's just not going to happen. Yeah. So I'm just saying like each of us have to discover for ourselves what our promise is for us. Yeah. And it, it has to be something we lean towards and something that makes sense. It can obviously help push us to another level of being our best. But I, I like to talk about how all of us have signature moves. And just like an artist does whenever they perform, you like the certain performer you like or the singer you like because of their voice, the things they do on stage, maybe the costumes and outfits they wear. I think everybody has a signature move as well. And when we discover those signature moves, that's when we need to share that promise every single day in what we, in what we deliver to the world. Because if we don't, we're cheating the world of that which only we can do. So whatever your signature move is, now we can get into that, man. That's but, what, I don't know. That's know? what I'm like, because I, I love bringing joy to, I, I always, my, my, uh, my thought was always like, man, there's just so much negative garbage that goes on to kids all throughout the world all the time. And it just killed me like seeing this. So I'm like, oh, I got to be the one to like, go save them. I got to be the one to, you know, I don't want to go into more detail, like to kill the people, but you know, I'm like, <laughs> he's a big fan of operation. Yeah. Of the operation of the Railroad. I love sure. that organization. Well, and so I'm like, okay, I'm not doing anything. Look at these guys. They're, they're killing it. They're like saving all these kids, making a huge difference in the world. And so I'm like, okay, well, I'm not doing anything. And then finally I'm like, okay, we're, we're bringing joy. Like kids, we're making kids laugh throughout the world. You know, that's, that's a, that was happy for, I'm, it made me feel good. But it wasn't, like you said, it wasn't, it's not my, I'm not in my natural state just be, to be just full of joy. Yeah, right. No, I get it. And, but at the same time, when your work is a good thing, mm -hmm. when you're bringing to families entertainment or education that is uplifting and inspiring, yeah. I know me as a parent is grateful for that type of person that's online. Because yeah. if not, who do our kids turn to? Yeah. They go to the base level. They go to wherever gravity pushes us, which is down here. And then we're watching the stuff that we go, oh, why are our kids watching that? I wish there was something better. Here you guys are saying, let's just create it for everybody. So hopefully you feel good about doing that kind of great work. I would imagine that would feel good. Yeah, we do now. Like yeah. at first it was <laughs> like, I had to learn it because yeah. I'm like, man, these are just dumb videos that make kids laugh for a few minutes and then it's over. But yeah, I... It was within the last few months that finally, it was just like one of those epiphanies that hit me. You know, it's just like, okay, hey, you're making a difference, you know, in a positive way for kids. That's what you've always wanted to do. You want to help kids. And so now you're making a positive difference. And so I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Good for you to yeah, come so. to that because we need positive male role models that are a good dad, a good husband, yeah. a good man. You know, that's just not a thing that we see much in this world. We see great women. We do. We see we see great, powerful women and that are doing awesome things. 
we don't see as many men. And so it's important to, to be that and how cool to have a couple that yeah. does it together. That's even cooler. Yeah, it's fun. It's yeah. fun working as a family together. You know, with all the stuff that we do. What a great so how, thing. How, like, how long did it take you to find that life purpose? Like your life purpose, do you feel like it came pretty naturally or like, was it, did it take a while or like, what was it that kind of like was an epiphany for you? Well, uh, this is a podcast that talks about faith. Is that what I understand? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I grew up knowing my foundational beliefs and what I, what I grew up with was that a very strong sense of that I am a child of God. And that was an important thing for me to believe and realize because I was learning stuff about myself early on that I was very different than everybody. I could make people laugh, but it was in a weird way. <laughs> so I could do faces, I could do voices, I could do stuff that didn't fit into the elementary school I was at. And so I'm sitting there and the teacher's like, Jason, do you understand this? And I'm like, I don't know, but I figured out how to do this with my lips. And they're like, what are you doing? Stop. And I'm like, I can't stop. Help. Look. And everyone's looking at me and they're all, ha ha ha. And now, now I'm making people laugh. And I'm like, oh, this is, this is cool. Yeah. Like they're laughing. And, and, but then I got in trouble and I had to sit in the hall. So now I'm sitting in the hall like, I don't know why I'm out here. <laughs> so I did a good I, thing. <laughs> eventually I had to figure out for myself, can I make people laugh, but can I also do it in a way that's appropriate at the right mm. time, that I'm not using crude humor, that I'm doing things that uh, God would approve of me. Mm -hmm. And so that came when I went to Brazil. I was a missionary and I went down there for two years and I realized I could make people laugh in, without being able to speak the language. Because I, I got the language down eventually, but I, I mean, I first started off just by doing weird faces and weird things that they were like, what an odd missionary. <laughs> you know, what, what, what are we doing? And I'm like, you want to talk about Jesus? And I turn into a rabbit. <laughs> You know, and they're like, hey, come show this to my kids. And I'd be running like, Arr! you know, and they're like, what's wrong with this guy? And then everybody's laughing and getting the neighbors. And then I'm like, can we teach you about Jesus? And they're all, yeah. So it teach was anything you yeah, want. Whatever you want, because you're entertaining. And so yeah. I realized, I think I can spread joy in this life. And can I make a living at that? Can I, can I actually do that? Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I saw some cool examples of people that did that. And uh, I think each of us have that opportunity in our lives to discover it through a weird way, perhaps, where we're like, I think I need to be an insurance salesman like my yeah. dad. Yeah. But, oh, wait a minute, I can do this and it makes me laugh. <laughs> That'd be a waste if I was an insurance salesman. I need to be in front of people and, and spread joy. And so to answer your question, I think it's just been a long buildup throughout my entire life okay. until I finally was after my mission realizing uh, I had a full ride scholarship for a major university uh, for music. And I thought, well, I also had one for basketball. And I thought, do I go there or do I go to Vegas? So I went to Vegas instead of the major university. And I said, I'm just going to go make people smile and entertain them and learn the ropes and then carve my own path. Yeah. And that's that's been how this proclamation came about, I guess. That's awesome. Very cool. Yeah. That's awesome. So obviously to find out your life's purpose, you'd want to read the book, yeah, right? Yeah. Is there any like little tips or hints for people watching to like get started on finding that or how, you know, is there anything you can say right now? Oh, for sure. 
So chapter two talks about the ICM process, and that's just something we came up with to help people understand what their signature moves are and how to come up with their promise proclamation for themselves. And so ICM stands for identify, clarify, magnify. So if you can identify for yourself the attributes, skills, gifts, and talents you have, you know, you just sit down and try to write 10. That's not that hard. But I like to challenge people to write 100. And that's really stretching people. Even great leaders have a hard time with this. So I'll sit people down in a workshop or when I'm coaching and I'll say, let's write down what you think you're good at. And they're just like, yeah, I got 10. But what's funny is if I said, hey, write down what you're good at. Most people are like, well, what if I wrote down what I'm not good at? (laughs) Write forever. (laughs) It's like, that's how we think. But let's lean into what we're good at. Let's lean into our positives and even that which we aspire to be. And so as we fight to write through a hundred of them, then I like to say that's the identify portion. Now put it to the side and I want you to now clarify it with people that matter to you. So ask your spouse, ask your mom and your dad, ask your kids, ask your boss, ask somebody you trust, a friend, ask a teacher. What do you clarify for me that I'm good at? What would you, what would you tell me are my signature moves? And what's interesting is that people's perspectives of us is 100% different different than our own. We look at ourselves as just like, well, that doesn't matter. That's not a big deal. But they look at us and they're like, oh, you're a superhero. Mm -hmm. Like you can do stuff I can never do. And we look at them and go, yeah, and you can do stuff I can never do. And so I like to say that you have talents I don't have and I have talents you don't want. (laughs) Don't have that talent. (laughs) (laughs) But when we take the clarification of those words from people, that we trust, we now get a whole different list from the identify list that we came up with. And we can then choose those words from the identify and the clarify. And when we put them all together, then we magnify the promise. So that's how anyone listening, if you wanted to come up with your ICM process, it's just taking the time to identify, clarify, and magnify. It's a weird process in terms of the clarification part, because you're like, I don't know how I would ask somebody what they see in me or what I'm good at. Mm -hmm. Well, just text them and say, hey, I'm going through this process. Please send me a couple of words that you think I'm good at, something you see in me. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting what happens. You get some words that you're like, oh, I never thought that. For example, when I did this process the very first time as I was coming up with it, I was writing all my words down and I went to my wife and I said, honey, what would you say is my main signature move? And she goes, I'd say you're, and I'm thinking funny. I'm thinking, you know, handsome. Yeah, gorgeous. (laughs) I'm thinking athletic. And she goes, you're thoughtful. And I didn't even think of that one. Hmm. But she thinks I'm thoughtful. And I was like, what do you mean I'm thoughtful? She goes, the notes you write me, the way that you're always ready for the day for everybody. You know, you're just way thoughtful. And I'm like, man, I didn't have that in my identification list. Yeah. So a wife sees something in a husband and a husband sees something in a wife we would never notice, but that like we love about them the most. So imagine asking that of your, your parents or your children, people around you. It's a really cool process. I swear I have seen people ask this on Facebook. Really? Is that I like, I like have memories of, yeah. Like, what would you say my like top and I'm like, I wonder if they 
read this book or like went, I don't know, went to a workshop of yours or something. Could be. I'm not saying it's some, uh, you know, it's not like some landmark idea. I think that there's, there's now discover your strength, strength finders. There's all kinds of like discovering what you're great at. But I do say that it's a, it's a pretty cool process because when you identify, clarify, magnify your signature moves that what you deliver and give to the world, that's when you need to make sure to keep the promise to share it every chance you get. Yeah. I, I do think it's interesting. Like as I'd be thinking about this, cause we've worked with life coaches and stuff and it's, we do the, the, the exactly what you described. It's like, Hey, list everything you think is great about you. You know, all the things that you're good at and then getting another person's perspective of somebody that probably knows you better than you know yourself. You know, if I asked Holly, there'd be all like a huge different list of what I would think it'd be and say vice versa, you know? So I think that's, I think that's brilliant to ask. And then I think that can lead to like we were talking about life's purpose, right? Like if, if she's like, Oh, you're X, Y, and Z. I'm like, Oh really? I didn't know I was that. I would have loved to have made that, you know, as part of my, my life's future, but I had no idea I was capable of that. So yeah, I don't, I thought that's really cool. Great, well, great thoughts. And you know, the truth is uh, as somebody who listens to lots of podcasts and likes what you guys are doing, I would say that even your listeners would say, okay, the reason I came to you to listen to the podcast is because of your signature moves. It's because you promise within the description, this is what you're going to receive. And guess what happens a couple episodes down the road? You either go off the rails and go into some weird place where the listener's like, that's not even why I tuned in. (laughs) (laughs) Or you keep the promise so well that they're like, oh, I got to share this with everybody. And everybody wants to listen to or follow someone who lives their promise, who keeps the promise they make. And I think that's in delivering the signature moves that make unique. That's awesome. Very cool. So do you feel that like you can over promise or over commit or have too many promises or like, you know, should there be a balance, like maybe just starting with one or like, yeah. Heck yes, you can overpromise, and then none of your promises matter anymore. So now nobody can believe you, and that's a big problem. So I like to say, make the right promise and keep it. And a lot of the times we don't even have to speak the promise, like I said, is to just have an unspoken promise and say, this is what I'm going to do for myself. And then that's what I'll do for others as well. And so... uh, so there should, should there be more than one promise or just one promise? Oh, heck like, yeah. I think you could you can make as many promises as you feel you can keep and will push you. Uh-huh. But if everything becomes a promise, then I think it becomes watered down. And that's where New Year's resolutions fall apart. That's where goals come to a, a stop. And, you know, every goal has its end zone. But a promise is what you become. A promise is intrinsically within us. And so it's important to say to ourselves, what are the promises that I can make and keep and that are going to matter for the people that, uh, you know, I serve? And that. and so if somebody takes this message to heart, it's important to say to ourselves, what's my promise first to myself, my promise to my family? Maybe it's just one. Like for me, I had to say with my family, I was noticing that I wasn't as present with them because I had social media on my phone and my wife kind of pointed it out. She's like, you're sure on your phone a lot. And I'm like, I'm working, you know, <laughs> I was really on social media looking at everyone else's life. Yeah. And until I made a promise to be the kind of dad that any kid would want to have is when I said, oh, I need to be present for these times and these moments that we have now. And what that meant for me doesn't mean it's for anyone else, 
was that I had to delete the app that was distracting me. I mean, I could still go back to it when I needed to post, but instead of just scrolling mindlessly, doom scrolling, why not intentionally go to the social media app and post something and then interact with a few people and get off? So that's what I've been doing now. I, I, I click on it and it does this little dance and, it, and I say delete and it goes, are you sure? <laughs> you know, and then I click delete. And then if I say, okay, now I'm fully present with my family. So my promise to my family is to be fully present. And when I think, okay, I need to post on social media today, then I have to go literally load it intentionally, go back to my phone, put it all together. It takes what, one minute per app or something. Which so is a long time. time. It's a long time. <laughs> it's a long time. <laughs> it's a long time. And then I, then I post and then I look and I scroll and I delete and it's over. And I can go back to being fully present with my family. And so that's just one simple promise. But if I say to myself, my promise is to be present with them, that shifts a lot of things in our family. Just to have a dad who's there and is yeah. like fully committed, not, not typing on the computer and just looking at the kid comes in and you're, you're like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You know? <laughs> it's like, can I stop and turn and be fully present with this child? Give them the hug they need. It might only be 30 seconds. Then they run off and then I can go back to work. Yeah. And so that for me has been how I've made it so that not every single thing is a promise, but rather a promise proclamation that I know I can live. That's awesome. Yeah, I like that. I like the way you put that. Mm -hmm. I did the same thing with Facebook. I was like, oh man, this isn't like my life is consumed by this. And then I deleted it. I even tried to delete the account. I thought I did. Then I started getting emails like, hey, you sure you want to delete this? I'm like, yeah, like eight times. And finally, they're like, are you sure? I'm like, okay, I'm coming back. <laughs> <laughs> and then I've been back ever since. And Yeah, you know, the thing that's tricky about social media is that it's a necessary evil. And it also informs us about family. But yeah. the part that people forget about social media is the first word. A lot of people just think media, marketing, I need to get stuff and content out there. But the social aspect is what's really wonderful about social media, if you can keep it positive and wonderful. Yeah. And so I think it's a great blessing, even though I think it's a necessary evil. And and so it's twofold. But how do we use it? And I, I think that if we can control ourselves with it and find our own boundaries within it, you guys are proof of that. You're you're sending out to the world great media. Yeah. It's a wonderful, beautiful thing that people need and want and wish that there was more of. So I applaud you for living the promise. No, thank you. That you probably didn't even think you made. We didn't. It was it was like one of those divine it was divinely inspired. So we're like, okay, well, this is what this is what we're supposed to be doing, so this is what we're going to do. So but sometimes we wonder why. Like what was yes. why why was this divinely inspired? Yeah. <laughs> why is he torturing me? I, just, the, I don't know. The weirder it is, the more divine it is. Yeah. I, that's what I try to tell myself, but no, sometimes so. we're like, why is that happening to me? And in the book, I write about one chapter is called The Calling. And there's a calling that all of us have within our lives. And, I, and it must be that you've found it. And that's a wonderful thing to be able to know that you're in the main current of the river. River, You're not in yeah. a stream, not in a tributary. You're not in a pond. You're in the middle of the river. And that's a powerful place to stay and to be because that's where you have the most impact on the world. And that's truly living your promise. Yeah. And I agree with that. That's also where you get probably your most opposition. So hundred <laughs> percent, so it, it can be very hard as well. So a lot of opposition as well. The so. more opposition you're getting while doing good, the better you're doing. Yeah. So well done. 
Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I just appreciate what you guys do, and I'm excited to be a, a new follower. So I, I'm grateful to be on this podcast with you and look forward to seeing how we can align you know, in, in our efforts to spread joy through the world. I think that that's what you're doing, and I appreciate it. So, yeah, if anyone wants to be a part of my world, my YouTube channel following is very small, so don't be don't <laughs> feel bad it? for me. Jason Hewlett? It's just Jason Hewlett, Perfect. yeah, but... Uh, uh, Instagram is where I play a lot. I'm I'm on Facebook too, but LinkedIn is my main place. LinkedIn, okay. Because because all those businesses that want to have me come and speak and yeah. bring some yeah. light. Usually, I get to follow somebody who's spoken that uh, didn't do as well as they'd hoped, and so they bring me in to bring things back up. Nice. <laughs> I like being that guy. Yeah, that's a yeah. good thing to be. Yeah, that's so, a good thing to be. But so that, thanks uh, for having me here. You're, we are. We really appreciate you coming and spending time out of your day. Yeah, um, yeah. And just like giving us all the info that you gave us. I mean, it's awesome. So if you guys uh, want to read an awesome book, I haven't read it yet, but it sounds amazing. <laughs> the Promise to the Promise One. Promise to the One. And it sounds, I mean, I, we will read it, but I'm guessing maybe even as a couple, because it sounds like it'd be a, a good thing to, to read. So. Yeah. Yes. Uh, get the Audible yes. since you like Audible. Yeah, Audible. Yeah. There you go. That's, that's, that's so it is on Audible? Yeah. Yes, yes, on Do you read it? Oh, yeah. Oh, and then awesome. I'm like, and then she said, sing the chipmunks. And I'm like, it's my time. It's my time. You could have hired him for that. a video. We had a video. So <laughs> I know. That's, that's great. Yeah, well, we appreciate it. That was This was great yeah, having, yeah, having thank you come you. out. Thank so you so much for coming Make sure you guys go check out the book. Yeah, we're excited to be a new follower of you. Yeah. And so... Thanks for watching me. If you have any questions or comments, write them down below. Yep. Go follow them. Thanks for watching me. Yep. See you. Bye. Bye.